And action. Hello, this is Sabrina from the hospitality department for House of Deliverance. We're here again this wonderful Saturday giving out food, beauty products, um, diapers, whatever you may need. We're here every Saturday, the first Saturday of the month. Understand that we must be born again. We cannot continue to live this life sinful, we cannot continue to walk through this life blind, we cannot continue to walk through this life with deaf ears and hardened hearts. Father God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you call up that man of God, call up that woman of God, call up the intercessor in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, Father. Right now, Father. Right now, Father. Devil, you had them too long. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we're calling them back into your kingdom. Father God, put them back into position. Put them back into a, 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 a place that, that, that you know and have preordained and destined them to be. Lord God, we ask that their minds be cleared of foolishness. Their mouths be cleaned of, of things that are not of you. That you'll implement prayer life within their, in their daily objectives. That you'll implement a set aside study time that they may be more knowledgeable of your word and use your word against the enemies that come against their peace that come into their home that come into their family that come into each and every relationship that they hold near and dear to father god we ask that you increase their discernment even now lord you're listening to the preacher's corner Brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT. Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an In-House Production.
Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. How many glad to be back in the house of the Lord one more time? Amen. I give God the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. For being able to be seen today. Amen. How many glad you're able to be seen today and not viewed? Amen. How many glad that you're not laying in somebody's hospital bed this evening? Amen. But I'm able to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. I give God the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. For being the awesome Savior that he is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. To those of you that are joining us this evening. Amen. For our Wednesday night worship. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you that will join us tonight. Amen. We pray that you are encouraged. Amen. Your hearts are enlightened by what God has to say to the church on tonight. Amen. Amen. We ask that you would please pray for us. Amen. As we continue to pray for each and every one of you. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For those that are joining tonight via YouTube. Amen. Good evening. Good evening to those of you that are joining us on Twitch tonight. We thank God for each and every one of you. We thank God for the families that are represented in this house. Come on, give yourself a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hungry, willing, ready to hear whatever it is that God has to say to the church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Make sure, if you are not already, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Amen. That's H-O-D-T-V. Amen. And if you have already, amen, had an opportunity to listen and tune in to the Preacher's Corner broadcast, make sure that you catch that every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night. Amen. There are words from on high from our God on every broadcast. God has not disappointed on not one broadcast. Amen. But God has fed us like never before. Amen. And you can you can connect with us at JTM Ministries. Amen. For that uh, broadcast. Amen. Also, if you have Apple uh, Podcast, amen, he is located there as well. Also, you can join in with us. Amen. If you like to give, if you want to partner with us, amen, you can go to our website, imhod.com. That's imhod.com. Amen. You can also partner with us at our Mafia Ministry, amen, where we feed those that are in need, amen, no matter your address, your zip code, amen, that that website, amen, is www.wearemafia.com, amen, amen, without further ado, amen, we're going to stand, amen, I was excited about coming back to the house of the Lord one more time, amen, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I want somebody to just take a minute and do this with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Come on, do y'all know what magnify mean? Come on, open up your mouth and magnify the Lord with me. Amen. He is certainly worthy to be magnified and glorified on tonight. Amen. Amen. I like the way that scripture ends. It said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
Blessed is the man that trusted in him. They got an ETH on the end of trust because that means you got to continually trust in him. Amen. Amen. So we give God glory. Amen. For the reading of his word on tonight. Amen. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to go through our prayer scripture tonight like I normally do. Amen. But the title of our prayer tonight is be encouraged. Amen. Look at somebody and just tell them be encouraged. Don't be weary in well-doing. Come on, tell them again, be encouraged. We serve an awesome God, one who is ruler over everything, everything in this earth. Amen. The Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in it belongs to him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God, we just love you today, God. We magnify your holy name. Hallelujah. Come on, just help me just magnify him just a little while longer. Come on, because there is a word in this house. Amen. I know the enemy don't want this word to go forward, but I decree and declare, hallelujah, that what it is that God has for this church, amen, for the body of Christ, amen, shall go forward in Jesus' name by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost and the precious, precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We claim victory even now. Hallelujah. We claim the victory even now. Victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Victory in this house. Victory over our minds. Victory in our soul today. Hallelujah. Victory, God, in my thoughts today, God. Hallelujah. We decree and declare, God, whatever it is you have for us in this building. God, we want it right now, God. Hallelujah. Teach us how to press in your presence, God. To leave all our cares behind, God. That we may be whole and we'll believe, God, that we'll rest and lay at your feet tonight, God. We came hungry and thirsty, God. Willing, God, to hear what it is that you want to say to the church. Hallelujah. Feed us, God. Hallelujah. Feed us tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. Feed the body of Christ, God, like never before, God. We thank you now for your mercy, God. We thank you for your love enough to warn us, God. Hallelujah. To warn the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We give you glory today, God. We give you glory today. We give you honor. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Hallelujah. You are Alpha. You are Omega. You are the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. You are the first and the last. Hallelujah. There is nothing before you or above you, God. Hallelujah. And we honor you tonight, God. Hallelujah. With the fruit of our lips, God. Come on, somebody just open your mouth with the fruit of your lips. Hallelujah. Come on, I didn't come to pump and prime you tonight, but I came, hallelujah, so that God may be glorified, hallelujah. I came, hallelujah, to set the captives free tonight, hallelujah. Undo heavy burdens, lift up hung down heads, hallelujah. Open up the prison to those that are bound, hallelujah. In the mind, the body, and the soul tonight, hallelujah, God. We need freedom in this atmosphere, God. Freedom in this world, God. Freedom in our mind, freedom in our thoughts, God freedom as we sleep at night God freedom God to believe what you said about us God freedom not to hear God what the enemy has lied about us God we lied again hallelujah and again and again hallelujah we know that your word said he is the father of lies hallelujah he can't tell the truth if he tried 
hallelujah and we honor you today god hallelujah let every word of god be true in this house and every devil be a liar tonight god hallelujah let us hear god hallelujah what it is you want to say to us god sensitize our ears now come on touch your ears say lord sensitize my ears that i may hear god what you want to say to me individually god not my neighbor not the people across the way from me god not nobody that lives in my house god but what you got to say to me lord i want to hear what you want to say to me tonight god hallelujah glory to your name god have your way in this place tonight god hallelujah we need you god hallelujah we desire you we want you hallelujah we want you we want you hallelujah you call me your own so i give you me tonight hallelujah we came wanting you you own the whole world but yet you chose me come on think about that for yourself personally he owned the whole wide world but he won't me why does he love us the way that he does Ooh, i remember when i was growing up they used to sing this song i don't know why he loves me i don't know why he cares i don't even know why he sacrificed his life oh but i'm glad i'm so glad he did i'm so glad he sacrificed his life i'm so glad that he loved me the way that he does i don't know why but i'm so glad hallelujah so glad that he does hallelujah i magnify you tonight god with the fruit of my lips god hallelujah i give you a sacrifice of praise I give you a sacrifice of praise in this house tonight. Come on, sometimes you got to press in his presence, y'all. I came to give him a sacrifice of praise and glory and honor. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory, 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 glory. <laughs> Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. When I open my eyes this morning, you were worthy. Hallelujah. When I close my eyes tonight, God, and lay on my pillow, God, you will yet be worthy. May not have everything that I want today. May not have a pocket full of money. But God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. May not be able to go where I want to go. May not drive what I desire to drive. But God, you are worthy. Ooh, my God, my God, my God. Nobody like you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are the first and the last. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I like the way you do things. <laughs> you got a way of doing things, and I like the way you do it. Hallelujah. 
I give you glory tonight, God, for being saved. Hallelujah. For being sensitive in this hour, God. Hallelujah. Sensitive enough, God, to be in a place to hear what it is that you're saying to the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. For using us, God. Hallelujah. In a mighty way. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you the honor and the praise. We give you the glory. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. Glory, 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 glory. Nobody like you, Jesus. Glory, God. I don't know nobody like him nowhere, y'all. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody heal the way that he does. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. I give him glory tonight. Hallelujah. I love you today, God, because you love me. Can anybody just holler out in the atmosphere, we love you back, God? Come on, tell him I love you back because ain't no question about his love for us. He allowed us to wake up another day, hallelujah, to see brand new mercy this morning, hallelujah. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Nothing that we've done, but it was because of his mercies that we are not consumed. Hallelujah. We give you glory for your faithfulness, hallelujah, for your love, for your mercies toward us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory for your mercies towards us. For the sacrifice that you made, that we may live and have a right to the tree of life. Hallelujah. For the blood that you shed on Calvary's cross, the blood that covers a multitude, hallelujah, of sin and fault. Hallelujah. I thank you that you continue every day to look beyond my thoughts and keep on meeting my needs. I don't know a God like this. Nowhere, hallelujah. Nowhere, hallelujah. Come on, put those blessed hands together and love on your God. I don't know nobody that deserves the glory, hallelujah, and the honor like our God. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for being a forgiving God. One that has already, when we ask for forgiveness, took our sins and threw them into a sea of forgiveness to remember them no more. Faithful is what we call you today, God. You are a man of your word. Hallelujah. Will you not say it and not do it? That ain't the kind of God we serve. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. Hallelujah. So we give you the honor tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bind up every foul and filthy spirit, God, that will come against the word on tonight. Sickness that will come against my body, we bind you now. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, give me extra air in the name of Jesus by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost. Cause my lungs, God, to perform, God, at 100% on tonight. Hallelujah. Give me preaching power like never before. The devil is already defeated in this house. You are glorified, God, in this house tonight. Hallelujah. I bind up every ache, every pain. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bind up every tactic, every plot, every plan, every scheme of the enemy that will come against our minds. That will steal the word of God out of our hearts. Cause our hearts to be pliable tonight in the name of Jesus. Cause our ears to be sensitive. For you told me in preparation of this word that you wanted to speak, speak expressively to the body of Christ. For us to anoint our ears. You said, Let everybody that hears that has ears let them hear what you are saying to the church on tonight we thank you now God for every person that is on the way tonight God we pray for traveling grace we bind every foul and filthy spirit that will come against them as they're on their way we lose power we lose anointing Hallelujah. We lose your authority in this house tonight, God, that you be glorified. Hallelujah. Let every kingdom citizen open up your mouth. Even those that are joining us on the live, put the clapping emojis on there. Come on, open up your mouth and shabak your God. Hallelujah. I said every kingdom citizen. Now, if you're not a kingdom citizen, I understand you not saying anything. But every kingdom citizen ought to open up your mouth and give your God a mighty praise. Come on. You can do better than that. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, like only he can, hallelujah. Giving him the glory for being God all by himself. He told me, Sister Tiff, he's a gentleman. He don't make nobody do nothing. He said, but I would that you choose life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah. If you don't choose nothing else today, I hope that you choose to live and not die. Hallelujah. 
Come on, one more time. Put those blessed hands together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, do y'all mind just worshiping with me just a little bit? Come on, just so that you'll we'll be able to set the atmosphere so that when the word of God comes forward, that you'll be in the place to be receptive, that you'll be in the place to hear, because God told me everybody wasn't going to hear. God said everybody wasn't going to hear. Everybody wasn't going to take heed to the warning. Oh, and there's a message for that person too. But I give God glory. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Come on, will you just lift those hands up towards heaven? Hallelujah. Come on, just love on your God. I'm not going to tell you what to say. That's your relationship. That's you between you and your God. Come on, open your mouth. Say what you would say if I wasn't instructing you on what to say. Hallelujah, Jesus. Rain in this house tonight, God. Have your way, have your way. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. searching for you, God. Hallelujah. Patting out to you like the deer in the water, but God. Hallelujah. We're thirsty tonight, God. Hallelujah. We're hungry today, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, we got to get in the habit of worshiping. Because the Bible says when we go to heaven, that's how we're going to do all day. We're going to sit around and say, holy, holy, holy. Lord, God, almighty. Hold your hands up, Junior. Tell the Lord, say, Lord, I love you today. Come on, lift your hands. Tell them, say, Lord, I love you today. I thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for dying for me that I may live. Say, thank you for causing me to be the man of God that you created me to be. Before my mama even knew what my name would be, he knew you. Tell him thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. Hallelujah. We magnify you, God. Hallelujah. We magnify you. Hallelujah. We place nobody above you. 
Lord Jesus. Ah, glory God. Hallelujah. Mm. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. People don't understand worship. I don't even, I don't even plan on them sticking with us through this. So People don't understand worship. They don't know what it is to submit your will for God's will. They don't know what it is to lift your hands, hallelujah, and tell God, I know I don't deserve your glory. I know I don't deserve your mercy, God. I know I don't deserve your grace, God. But here am I tonight, God. Hallelujah. Oh, I lay at your feet, God. Just imagine yourself laying down at his feet, y'all. Come on, close your eyes. Don't look at me. Close your eyes. Imagine yourself laying at his feet. What would you say if you were laying at his feet tonight? Woo! I know I'm a wretch undone. I know I make mistake after mistake after mistake. I know, God, that you're not always proud of me. I know that if I'd not been for your, your grace and your mercy, I don't know where I would be today, God. If you had not a sacrifice your life, Lord, where would I be today, God? I would be lost somewhere. Ooh, but your grace and your mercy. Your grace. And your mercy. Your grace. Hallelujah. And your mercy. Your grace. And your mercy. Come on, make it personal. Say, if it had not been for your grace. And your mercy. Towards me. Where would I be today? Come on, that ought to make you want to cry out of your belly. Come on. Where would I be? Where would I be? A lot of us don't express some of the things that we've been through in this life. And truth be told, even when we share testimonies, myself included, some things you just can't tell people. Some things you got to take to bed with you at night. Some things you just got to cry all night long on that pillow. Some things you just can't discuss with ordinary people. Lord, have mercy. But there is a God, amen, that hears, hallelujah, and he knows and he understands hallelujah glory god hallelujah come on i want you to get in that place come on get in that place to hear god told me to play this we agree with what you're doing god hallelujah Glory God, hallelujah.
Can't you hear me calling? God is asking us, can't you hear me calling you? You, you not your neighbor, not, not your mama, not your daddy. He's calling you. Can't you hear me calling? Up, up, up. He said, come up. He said, come up from where you are. Woo. Glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Calls me to come up, Lord. Woo. Glory, God. Y'all, he's telling us to come up. Up, 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 We've been doing things our way too long. I'm sleeping. There is one for you to do. There is one for you to do. Can't you hear me calling? God, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. God said it's time for us to get up, y'all. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. He said, get up, wake up. There's work for us to do. Hallelujah. Did y'all hear what God was telling us? He said, Wake up, wake up. Come out of your sleeping. Come out of your sleep. Out of that sleep stage. Wake up, wake up. Good God Almighty. 
Amen. If you have your Bibles, amen, please stand. Amen. We're going to be coming from Revelation 3. 1 through 3. Revelation 3. 1 through 3. Welcome to those of you that are joining us via YouTube. Amen. Please be praying for me. Amen. Amen. When you have it, say amen. Amen. I'm going to be reading from uh, the King James Version first, then from the NIV Version. Amen. And it reads, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast your name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. I'm going to read it from the NIV version. And the angel of the church in Sardis write, the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive. God is talking to the church. But you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers of his word. I think you caught the scripture better than you did the song. Amen. Before you take your seat, I want you to look at a neighbor. Tell your neighbor, look at somebody that means what you're about to say to them. If they don't mean it, don't, don't talk to them. Find you somebody else across the room. Tell them, neighbor, because you are the church. Come on, say it with authority. Because you are the church, 
God said, it's time for you to wake up. Come on, tell somebody else, wake up, church. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our God. Amen. I want to give the definition to the word wake up. Then I'm going to read another passage of scripture for you to understand what's going on in this passage. The definition for wake up is to become aware or to make someone else aware of something such as an existing problem or danger. Y'all hear that? Let me say it again. Wake up. When God is telling us to wake up, this is what he's saying. He wants us to become aware or to make us aware of something that has been an existing problem or a danger to the body of Christ. Amen. I do want to go back and read chapter 1 so you know how we got to this point in chapter 3. Chapter 1 reads, The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. These are things he showed his servant, that God showed Jesus, his servant, that would come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and all of the things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. The time is at hand. When it came to John, he said, I, John, who also am your brother. This is the ninth verse. And companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write it in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. I'm going to stop right there. He was given instructions to send this word to the church. Say made up. Say nothing. I went and picked. He said it, it was a prophecy. Did y'all not read that with me? Amen. I don't have to tell you today. I think we all know there's a lot going on right now. And the end time is up on us whether we want to realize it or not. We are certainly in the day of mass confusion concerning the body of Christ. Don't nobody have understanding of what God will, who he is, and what he has 
for the church. Is every man for himself? God for us all. Somebody say confusion. One thing that concerns me is that so many people don't know what the truth is anymore. Searching everywhere for answers but God. Calling all around the world for answers. But ain't nobody consulting God. The Bible clearly tells us, lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Not your mama, not your pastor, not the intercessor. Acknowledge God and he will direct you on what decisions to make. The devil is definitely busy and has caused men and women of God to get out of their places. Let's just say they believed the lie that he told them. Y'all, I wrote this before we heard the message last night. I want y'all to know that already. This, this is why I kept saying confirmation. Let's just say the men and women of God believed the lie that they've been told. People are not hearing from God the way they used to. And because of this, there is no word, no deliverance, no yokes being destroyed. Nobody living holy and righteous, which are commandments from our God. Lord have mercy. I expected to be quiet. I got my own amen corner in the spirit. Folks are calling good evil and evil good. They calling right wrong and wrong right. The truth of the matter is dangerous times have come. And they messed up when they took God out of everything because now everything is out of order. They took God out of school out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Can't say they grace. Don't nobody want you to say God or Jesus. Got all kinds of shows on TV. Nothing got anything to do with your spirituality. All about your sexuality. Who you are. What you can attain. How much money you can make. But nothing for the soul of the man. And because of that, everything is out of order. As a result, the church is suffering and is full of compromise. Because for the little bit that we got left, we got to use what we got, and they ain't got nothing. Lord, have mercy. As it relates to this world, how many know we are in this world, but we are not of this world? The saints of God are competing to be like the folks in the world now. Want to see who can outdo them. When did our competition become to be like the world? We are the trendsetters. They supposed to want to be like us. But the church now wants to be like the world. There's a spirit of deception that has crept into the church. 
And I was reminded that Paul, when he warned Timothy, he said, the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter times, like in the, in, in the later days, where we are now, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience. Folks ain't got no conscience no more. Lie to you and won't even think twice about it. Stab you in the back and won't even be feeling sorry about it. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Look at your neighbor and tell them we are already in that time. We are already in that time. Lord have mercy. God told me, he said, take your time so that the church the body, I'm preaching to the world, will hear that God is not pleased with the church. Last night, Pastor, on the, on the, uh, the preacher's quarter, he came on there and he said, write down things that you are struggling with. The, the spirit of deception is so crazy that he won't even allow people who know they got a problem to be free. Won't even allow you to write down for the pe only the people that go to church, the people that's supposed to love you on the live. Anybody other than that are people that don't know you. I wrote on there, I've been struggling for a long time. And I've been struggling, not because I got a problem. I've been struggling because of the kind of word God places on the inside of me. I know that the folks at the church don't like this kind of preaching. And a lot of the people in the church don't like me. Look at your neighbor and tell them, she don't care. I know. Don't think I, I got a spirit of discernment. And the Holy Ghost. I know who like me and who don't. But I love you anyway. I talk to you anyway. I take care of you anyway. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I got a problem that I've been struggling with. Because everybody want to be accepted. Everybody want to be loved. Come on now, don't, don't, don't act like you're not in that party. You care. Everybody want to be loved. We've had several people, we've had meetings with several people, and people tell us the reason why come they don't stay at the church because they just didn't feel like they belonged here. They didn't feel like nobody liked them. They didn't feel loved. Because we all want to be loved. We all want to be somebody's favorite. It's hard when God gives you a word that will turn people against you. So I struggle real bad. But God told me, he told me, he said, you better deal with it or I'm going to deal with you. So tonight, we're going to deal with the fifth letter concerning the church in Sardis. God gave me this passage in my sleep, y'all. I was preaching in my sleep and something shook me so hard. I felt it in my sleep. 
And when I opened my eyes, there was a demon standing in front of my face. And he told me, you bet not preach this word to the church. You better not. You know why he don't want me to preach it? Because people are going to be saved, set free, and delivered. He told me don't do it. So I contemplated back and forth, not because of the enemy, but because I was trying to make sure that I heard exactly what God was telling me concerning the body of Christ. Watching the preacher's corner Monday night, amen, confirmed some things for me. And so here we are. I am a very observant person. I know y'all know that by now, don't you? I watch everybody. I watch everybody. I watch everything. I know what make you tick. I know what you like. I know how you're going to respond. Everybody in this room. I know who's secretive, I know who's a liar, I know who's a thief, I know who's right, and I know who's wrong. I watch. I've been watching people since I was a young girl. I watch their actions. I watch their idiosyncrasies. I see how they move, and I listen to everything people say to me with that being said I get on other broadcasts and I watch other churches all over this world and it is so evident what God has told me to be true that the church as a whole has been operating out of habit the church has been operating out of religion. The church has been operating out of obligation to the church leaders, not to God. Some folks come because they don't want me and pastor to be the only ones here. Not because you get nothing. Not because you love God so much, but because of the guilt that you feel. Oh, my God. Some folk are in attendance because of position, motives, and self-elevation. Everybody wants to be a star nowadays. Everybody wants to be relevant. Everybody want to be the world's favorite church. Everybody want to be the go-to girl or boy. Everybody want to have the best pastor in the world. Everybody want the biggest praise team. Everybody want the baddest prayer warrior on their team. Everybody want the coldest evangelist to come out of their church. They want the pastor that can exegete and isogee the text. They don't want the pastor that can't hardly speak three good words in his vocabulary, but got a mean prayer life and a turnover that plate whenever God say do so. But they'd rather sit up on a pastor who's a bishop or an apostle that ain't even got his own church, that's having church out of a hotel. But because he's big, he's grand, and he wears Gucci belts, I'll listen to him. But I can't listen to my old stuttering pastor. 
One that sacrificed everything. Gives up everything. Won't even pay our bills at home until he know that the church is taken care of. I ain't talking about with the church's money. I'm talking about with my money. Everybody want that go-to. And because of that, the need to entertain and fulfill the fantasies of those in attendance, there are no standards. See, they didn't got to the place now because the church want to be so relevant that now you got this need to entertain and fulfill the fantasy of those in attendance. There are no standards of holiness being taught no more. No requirements for the saints to live according to, to be able to operate. No repercussions when you are not married and you and the, the, the drummer and the lady that sing in the choir and lead all the songs that got a voice of an angel get together and get a baby. There's no repercussions. They don't have to sit down till they're restored. That's the way they used to do when I was growing up. Sit down till you get restored. Get saved for real. Then you get back on the instruments. Because by what spirit are you playing? Your drama, boy. No repercussions. And no expectation from those operating in leadership. I know a couple of pastors right at this moment that allow things, anything to go in their churches. People are sleeping with everybody, but you know why he can't get up and preach that? Because he's sleeping with somebody else too. Got a wife that sits in a corner that looks like she want to scratch her own eyes out. Dressed from head to toe, but dying on the inside. Because she don't like, we all know that he don't want you because he got sister so-and-so on the organ. The church has allowed people to live a loose life full of sin. I, I, I know this ain't popular. <laughs> but I'm going to preach it anyway because God told me to. The church has allowed people to live a loose life full of sin and still operate or participate in what should be sacred, what should be sanctified, and what should be holy ground. This is holy. You ought not be able to walk up on the pulpit with a split up to your, like my mom used to call it, pooch scotch. You shouldn't come in church where I can see your whole print of your private areas, your clothes so darn tight. Where you think you going? We not at the club. What if you fall out and you get slain in the spirit? There go your pants. There go your skirt. Like the girls say, you know. I, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to say that. They still get to operate because anything goes in the church. And because of all kinds, because of this, all kinds of spirits have crept in the church. And folks are jumping and shouting because it looked like anointing. They jumping and shouting because it sound like anointing. Of all the years that we've been in ministry, I think that you should be in a place by now that if a visiting person comes to this church, you ought to know before I tell you that that person ain't got a nickel worth of nothing. We are on live every week. Y'all do know that. 
So it ain't hard for somebody to come pick you out if they heard me preaching or talking to you already. Lord, have mercy. It's time for the church to have discernment. We have none. All kind of spirits then crept in. People jumping and shouting because somebody's singing their favorite song. Jumping and shouting because they hit the right chords on the keyboard. Jumping and shouting because it looked like anointing. But let me tell you what that is. It's called a familiar spirit. Oh, let me help you today. Let me help you today. It's called a familiar spirit. I see people get online every single day. Everybody got a prayer call. And I ain't saying everybody ain't right, but some of them folks not right. Everybody got a prayer call. But everybody ain't praying every day. Oh, my God. But they on there picking out who they want to talk to. They, you know what they doing? They, they, they get on and they say, oh, the, the Lord got a word today. Come on. Sow that $50 seed and I'm going to tell you what God said to you. Why well, I got to give you $50 when I can get on my own face for free? Lord Jesus, I'm trying to help somebody today. I know. I hear you saying. We say it all the time. Gift come without repentance. Guess what? And it does. Gift comes without repentance. But gifts and talents didn't deliver me from drugs. <laughs> gifts and talents didn't cause me to be kept when I wasn't married. Gifts and talents don't cause me to wave my hands even when things are going bad in my life, Sister Jaleesa. Gifts and talents didn't do it for me. I don't care about your gifts or your talent. I need you to have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Because it's the anointing that destroys yokes. Whew, I don't need nobody to come in with their gifts and talents and woo me. And to be completely honest, there are people who sang and tear the church down. But exit stage left and curse and drink and meet folks at the hotels and some even commit suicide after they done sung you under your bench. Mm. We don't need another talent show, people of God. I don't need you to move me. I need the anointing because it's the anointing that does what? The Bible says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands. It didn't say the one that lived any kind of way could stand in his holy presence. That's why I'm trying to give you Bible. You want Bible? I give you Bible every time I open up my mouth. But it go in one ear and out the other because you don't want to receive from me. So we put it on a podcast. <laughs> from a, from a, a nationally known pastor who's been preaching the same thing we've been preaching for the last 10 years. 
And all I see up and down the time, like, woo, yeah, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. That's me. You on my road. You in my house. What about Sundays and Wednesdays? We on your road and in your house, but you don't like it. Oh, help me, Jesus. The Bible says he that had clean hands and a pure heart. There's a bunch of titles, gifts, and talents, but those same people are low in character. The modern-day churches are filled with actors, not people who really love God. Let me help you. I'm going to tell you why I say that. When you enter a restaurant, people are doing what? Come on, don't be scared. When you enter a restaurant, you're going there because you want to do what? So the people that are already seated are doing what? If you go to Walmart, you're going to do what? What are the people doing when you get to Walmart? If you go to the beauty salon, ladies, what are the ladies doing that are in the chair before you? What are you there to get done? We come to church and we got to crank you up like the Flintstones. But we know why we go to Walmart every day for food. We know why we go to the hospital when we're sick. We know why we go and we get our hair done. We know what reason we go. But when we walk into the house of God, we don't know why we forget. We get amnesia. We go dumb. We get stupid. We get crazy. We don't know for what reason why we come to church. Lord, have mercy. Gotta crank you up like the Flintstones. We have to say, stand to your feet. Clap your hand. Say amen. Tell the Lord I love you. Something is seriously wrong with the church. And God said, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Look at your neighbor and tell him, wake up. Tell them you've been asleep way too long. God is on his way back, y'all. And I refuse to be caught with my work undone. Folks walking around here perverting God's creation. It's another problem in the church. Girls switching to boys, talking about they transitioning female to male. I, I watch this. Lord, it's sickening on TikTok. The girls, the, you looking at it, this person got a full beard, a whole bunch of hairs under their arm, got deep voice. All of this got they no shirt on because they done got a breast, taking their breasts out, got they scars to show, and talking about, yeah, bent all over and rocking their big old dumb head, like on their way to hell. Yeah, I got my one-way ticket to hell. And everybody go on it and like it. They got 27.5K likes. But you get on there and say, God is good, and you get two. Something is wrong with the church. Lord have mercy. Girls switching to boys. Boys switching to girls. Talking about I knew I was a boy when I was young. No, that's a homosexual spirit jumped on you when you was young and need to be cast out. God was intentional when he made you. And when he created us, he didn't, he didn't intend for you to be a boy with girl parts. And he didn't intend for you to be a, 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 a girl, I mean a boy with girl parts. And vice versa. He was intentional when he created us. He wasn't confused about who you were supposed to be. That's you. He don't make no mistakes. And I'm just going to put it out there. 
Because society is shoving it in my face. Why come I, I can't shove the truth of God and about God's word in their face? See, don't nobody want to say nothing because it's that, 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 the, it's the, that LGBT community that got most, pushing most churches to what they are. Because if you don't preach about it, they'll pack your church out. If you overlook how they live, they'll give offering, baby, you'll be driving a, a new uh, 20, uh, 27 Mercedes Benz and it ain't came out yet, y'all. Custom made. That book will serve you coffee. That's how the devil do you. If you don't say nothing, my daddy used to tell us all the time, the enemy don't work like this. You don't tell him if you don't bother I'm not going to bother you because if you're trying to live holy, he's going to bother you. Hmm. I'm not confused, though. I know folks don't like this kind of preaching. And I'm not homophobic. Y'all know my testimony. But I preach about everything in the book. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 through 11 says it like this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral. That's folks having sex without being married to that person. It said these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm sorry. I know your flesh be calling you. I know she wakes you up at night because she got a need. But you better tell her what 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 said. Put a pillow between your leg like I did. Turn your AC on on about 65. Turn your fan on to lay in front of you. You better get to talking to God when she starts talking to you. Because God speaks louder than she does. Oh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He said, it's time for the church. Stop overlooking things that are going on inside the church. Let me go back to Corinthians 6, 9, 11. Say, do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters. You're causing things to be your idols, nor adulterers. Married, but got a girlfriend. Married and got a boyfriend. Got your, your bae, your boo at work. Then my friend, you're cheating. Cause that's in your mind. Nor men, I'm going to say this again. Nor men who practice homosexuality. I ain't making this up. You turn to 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 if you don't believe me. Nor thieves, people that steal, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards. Oh, because people say, that, where's that at in the Bible? I'm reading it to you. It's in the book. For all the pastors, the bishops, and the apostles, and, and the praise team members that have happy hour. Don't nobody go to just sip on a drink and look cute and have fun with your friends. I want to feel something when I drink. Oh, Lord. If that's the case, get you some Kool-Aid. Yeah. Get you a Pepsi. If you just want to look cute and want to taste something, let's be real. It's ain't no drunkards, no revelers, people that cause mess, keep up commotion in hell. Did y'all know that was in there? It's like that person won't see Jesus. No swindlers trying to get off on people. Well, see, I'm just going to ask them because, you know, I heard they got their taxes today. I know they can do it. It's the first of the month. We're going to ask them because swindlers. 
It says, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. You have to be careful. Y'all listen to this. God told me this. He said, tell my people, tell the church, you have to be careful playing around with sin because sin will take you to some places you don't want to go. Have you playing games you don't want to play? Staying longer than you intended on staying? Have you so far out there that you can't even find your way? Ooh, I knew, oh, I knew the lie was going to go. Oh, y'all, we're down to three people. We did have eight. <laughs> In this letter, this is the fifth letter, written of the church, the seven churches. Of all the churches, this is the least mentioned and preached church out of the seven. I ain't never heard nobody preach about the church of Sardis. They preach about Philadelphia, they preach about Smyrna, they preach about um, all the other ones. Ephesus, oh, because, you know, he's telling them, oh, I know your works, you've been doing good. You know, all I want you to do, y'all a little weak, y'all don't have that many people. Strengthen the congregation, and then I'm going to come back for my church. And They love that. But don't nobody preach about Sardis. And I know why. Because this church was called out by God and received no good news. Christ appears as the divine judge of the Son of Man in this passage, holding the seven spirits and the stars, talking about the angel or the messengers of the seven churches. Perhaps the outsiders of the church looked like the epitome of success. To some folks, they look at these churches online, they look like they're having church. Ooh, the God must be in that place. <laughs> Ooh, they are anointed and appointed. You see how them folks, they, the music crunk up and they start, they ran down to the front of the altar. Everybody. Got Everybody. But again, they call. Crank Bootsy up to the loudest magnitude. Got that blunt on ready. Then got aura waiting when they walk through the door. It seems like it ready. But they were just at the altar though, fighting over a spot to shout. But it looked like the epitome of success. But when Christ lifts the veil, John is horrified to see. <laughs> He's horrified to see a congregation that is on the brink of spiritual death. Y'all, the church is dying. The church is dying. I'm going to say that again. The church is dying. The body of Christ is dying. I'm going to tell you, this is why Pastor get up here and he pleads and he begs. There is no church left around here that will have a successor. After most of these pastors that are living now and are our age, 40 and 50s, after we gone, the church will not be in existence. Y'all do know that after this third chapter, the church is not even mentioned again. 
have y'all got on the internet and looked to see what was going to happen in 2025 yet? It's not a pretty sight, is it, Sister Tiff? We in trouble, ain't we, Sister Tiff? Y'all wonder why they playing with our electricity? I'll leave that for another day. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why come John was horrified when he heard that the congregation was on, brink, on the brink of spiritual death. Let me give you an example. It's easy to get caught up in the hype of what's going on around you. You see, the reputation is not always the reality. You know, like, you know, I know a lot of times we, we have people that come over. You see, we don't have many preachers that come no more because when you don't have discernment, it's hard to let somebody else speak to people who don't have understanding or discernment. Because first thing y'all do is get online and start sending friend requests and want to be friends with the pastor because the, the reality of it is it looked like the epitome of success because he was preaching behind the pulpit. But didn't have a clue that they were spiritually dead. They, like most churches, have a reputation of being alive. But the spiritual reality of their condition was they were dead. God told him this. He said the truth of the matter is that they were coasting on the spiritual vitality of a previous generation. Operating like most of us based on the foundation that was set by our grandmothers and our grandfathers. The reason why we know how to pray the way that we do up until this point, until the 50th mark, dealing with the age group, because our grandmothers and our grandfathers groomed us in ministry. We laid out when it had lock-ins. Folks come to lock-in now and bring a pillar and a cover. Lord, you think we having a sleepover? We said all night prayer lock-in. We call all night praying. You got on your pajamas. You got on your headscarf. You got your pillow and your cover. Like I said, let's have a sleepover. We don't even understand. It's not nothing against you. We don't even understand no more what God is calling for in this hour. We have the foundation set by our grandmothers, our mothers, and our fathers. So we're reaping the benefits created by the courage and the faithfulness of the generations before us. Like other churches, they have a name because nine times out of ten, that church has been passed, by, passed down through somebody who had a prayer life, who was a great minister, who did fast, who did lay on their face, who did turn their plate over. That's why the church has the reputation that it has. But the people that occupy the churches now are dead, only living through the foundation that was set. Before us, the church today got the form of godliness down, but no power. Nobody want to sacrifice, but want to reap the benefits of somebody else's prayer life. Don't nobody want to sacrifice, but want to reap the benefits of somebody else's revelation of God's word. Don't nobody want to sacrifice, but want to reap the benefits of somebody else's faith in God. Don't nobody want to pay tithes and offering, but want to prophesy that money is coming your way. How can we tell you that you're going to get blessed with a check when you don't even want to pay your tithes? How can I tell you that God going to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings and you don't even want to live right? That comes 
contradict the word of God. But that's what kind of church we live in. Contradictory to the word of God. And because the devil is in control, he don't say a word. Lord, have mercy. Mm -hmm. The church today will entertain you, but got no altar call workers to pray you through when preaching, the preach word is over. Oh, they going to sing songs of Zion glory and magnify his holy name. You're going to feel like you've just stepped out of the kingdom of heaven and God himself. And when the preacher get through preaching, ain't nobody to come help pray nobody through. Why do you think it's okay that we have a dynamic praise and worship team, but then nobody gets saved? Not from the singing, not from the worship, because we don't worship, we don't even close our eyes, we don't even know what to say in worship. That let me know you don't do it at home, church. You know what to do when you go to Walmart. Because you ready to eat. You know what to do when you go to Chili's. Baby back ribs. Because you ready to eat. You know what to do when you already went on that uh, pay thing. You know, my beautician that ain't changed the game. And now you got to pay a deposit to go get your hair done. Before you pay the deposit, you know you want your hair done. Because you don't get that deposit back no more. Yeah. You know what you're doing. But we confused about God, y'all. Lord, have mercy. I'm so tired of coming in here. Worship going. We have, y'all, this, 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 this is sickening. Let me just be honest. It's sickening to me. To come, we have church all week long. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Come back again on Sunday. The only time you don't have it is on Friday and Saturday. And good God, because of everything you've heard all week, you ought to be ready to give God praise. Not only that, you ought to be trying to find something to listen to and praise and worship to on Fridays and Saturdays. But you don't. The church today got pastors that will preach those feel-good messages. I know this don't feel good. Just don't look at me. Look behind me or something. You look at me mad all you want to. You better look past me and see Jesus. Because he the one standing behind me, co-signing every single word that proceeded out of my mouth. You, if you mad, get mad at him. Because I ain't worried about you. But I got to listen. I got to answer to him. Better look past me and see Jesus. He on the main line. Call him up and tell him what you want. But this ain't what you want. Uh-huh. We got pastors that will preach those feel-good messages. Because some of them don't care where you end up. Y'all do know that, don't you? 
There's preacher who they get up and and the Lord said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. See, y'all thought I couldn't do it. I just don't because it ain't it ain't worth it. It ain't necessary. Uh-huh. They get up and tell you all of that, but don't tell you that your stuff stink. Don't tell you that if you don't live right, you're going to bust hell wide open. But we like it because it's in my father's house. Mm-hmm. They don't care where you end up, but God is raising up pastors and no-name ministers that will preach the unadulterated gospel in season and out of season. Whether you like it or not, they gonna preach what thus said the Lord God Almighty. Church, it's time to wake up. Amen. Like Sardis, God said the church is blind to the reality of their actual spiritual condition. Let's pause right here because it's hard for me to see what's wrong with me. That's what's wrong with you right now. It's hard for you to see what's wrong with you. But in reality, you know exactly what's wrong with you. It's just hard to admit it. It's hard to get it out of your... I'm a... Liar? I'm ignorant. I like sex and a whole lot of it. I'm a pervert. Oh my God. Y'all looking at me like a cow facing a brand new fence. It's hard. It's difficult for me to diagnose my own disease. What isn't already dead though is dying, y'all. Look at your neighbor and tell them, what, whatever ain't dead already in you is dying. Tell them it's dying. Look at somebody else and tell them it's dying. It's dying, God said it's dying. The Lord gave them specific instructions and I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna lay them out for us today. He told them to wake up. He said, don't you see the warning around you? He said, wake up. Don't you see the warning signs around you? Don't y'all see them? Don't y'all see the warning signs around you? So you got to know that there is a devil that is fighting you hard with everything that he got to make sure that you don't make it back to this house every Sunday, every Wednesday, and then jump on the word all through the week. He want to make you tired. You got to cook. Bae don't want you to get on. He wants some tension. This the first, this the only day Bae is feeling like you ain't giving him no love and affection. You've been on church all week. Brother, I need church. Because if I don't, I ain't going to be good for you or for me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he told them, strengthen what remains. In other, in other words, he's telling them, strengthen what little faith remains and is about to die. Stop fooling yourself. He says, stop fooling yourself. That little bit of faith that you got, that little bit of word that you still got left, that little bit of hope you got left is about to die too. For I have not found your works complete. He said, when he said that he found them undone, some, some scriptures say undone. Some say I have not found them complete in the eyesight of our God. Everything God has placed at our hands to do, we have not completed it. 
Not one thing God has placed for the body of Christ to complete. We have not completed it. And that's why we're in the predicament that we're in right now. Let's finish what has been started. God said, we need to finish what has been started. He told me to tell you, he said, tell them, church, we got work to do. We don't have time to sit around bickering and complaining. We don't have time to go back and forth with each other. I like you this week. I, we don't like y'all this week. Well, y'all said this last week. Stop all that foolery. God said, we don't have time for that. You think they got a spot for you in heaven with that mess? Oh, we the Gentiles. Y'all the Jews. We don't talk to the Jews today. Y'all got on white robes. We got on burgundy. We're not talking to y'all today. That's foolery. Confusion is of the devil. It's not of God. God is not the author of confusion. He don't do it. We don't have time. We don't have time to be sitting around twiddling our thumbs, wishing, trying to figure out which way is up, which way is down. We got work to do. People assigned to us. People who, whose life depend on us getting in our places so that we can effectively impart what God has placed inside of us for them. John goes on to say, after you wake up, after you come to yourself, in other words, strengthen what you got left. Strengthen what remains because that's the key to a spiritual turnaround. Amen. He says, strengthen what remains and give your focus to what you've lost from that position of power. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. I said, why did he put received and then heard in that order? Normally, it's remember what you heard and received. But sometimes we don't receive from everybody. Amen? Amen. He said, remember what you have received, because the things that you received going to be planted inside of you. Sometimes you can hear something and it don't stick, but what you received will stay. You'll be at home next week saying, first lady said this, or pastor said that when they were up preaching. So that's why we got to do what God say when it comes to remembering what you received versus what you heard. He said, then hold fast to it. When you hold fast to something, that means something to which something else may be firmly secured and repent. That repent in this passage means obey God. In other words, I condition it right now for the church God said is desperate. The church is in a desperate condition. He said, think of the gift you once had in your hand, the message you've heard with your ears, and grasp onto it again and turn back to me. But this is the kicker. He said, if the church do not take heed, I will come like a thief in the night, and you will have no idea at what hour I will come upon you. My, my study Bible said, if they do not heed this warning, when the Son of Man returns, they will be caught off guard as they were when the earthquake hit in A.D. 17. First Lady, why is that relevant? Because so many people in New Orleans and in New York and in Florida and in Houston, where all these catastrophes keep happening, have been caught off guard. Even though they've been warned. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Listen, if you don't listen to nothing else, you got it, Sister Didi. They were warned. 
but they didn't leave. Because what they said, I heard one girl on Facebook say, we didn't think it was going to be as bad as it turned out. As a result, her and her baby sitting on the roof, waving a flag, talking about 911. Listen, but they were warned, and they still got creeped on, like God said he was going to do, because he just warned you. You cannot go home and live the way you lived before you got here tonight. You can't say you didn't hear the word because you've just been warned. And if you don't take heed to what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, and I'm talking to the whole entire world, I'm talking to the body of Christ. God said, if the church do not take heed, I will come to them like a thief in the night. And you will have no idea what hour I will come. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to creep up on you like they were caught off guard when the earthquake hit in, in A.D. 17. It said this, y'all, this is the end of that. It said, and shocked to find themselves on the wrong side of eternity. It said, if you don't heed, you're going to be like the people. They got caught off guard. They got caught in the earthquake in A.D. 17. And open your eyes to be shocked that you have found yourself on the wrong side of eternity. My God, today. Oh, I know this ain't no feel good. Jump you. you know, I jumped you last week. You didn't jump your, your bad. I'm going to close with these two things. We need two things in order to see the true reality of our spiritual condition. First, we must examine ourselves in the presence of the Holy Ghost. And in the light of God's word, we need God's presence and God's truth if we want to see what's really going on with ourselves and in the church. When I try to diagnose myself by myself, I tend to be permissive. Oh, you ain't that bad. You just got a boyfriend. But what did 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 say? It's here first. If you want to do something about your condition, examine yourself in the presence of the Holy Ghost and in the light of God's Word. God's Word brings light, not darkness. He said we definitely are too passive when it comes to ourselves, giving myself too much grace and too little accountability. We definitely can't fix ourselves. The Spirit knows what to do better than we do. And He wills the Word with precision and expertise. It don't feel good. The best thing that we can do is listen and obey. The second thing we need in order to see the true reality of our spiritual condition is the correction and rebuke of the angel of the house. So many people are disrespectful when it comes to leadership. Don't want to accept from your own leader, but a, I mean, amen, another pastor to death. Why do you sit up under somebody that you don't believe in? Silly to me. God said, this is not something that any of us normally seek out on our own. 
And almost all of us hate to be corrected or rebuked. We hate it. I do too. We would much rather have our friends sing our praises about us. But the author of Ecclesiastes says it like this. It is better to heed a wise man's rebuke than to listen to the song of fools. The truth hurts, y'all. I know it do. Y'all just do me a favor and just swallow. You just took it in. Some of y'all was holding your breath. I've been watching you. But God said a person on the brink of death is going to have to go through a lot of pain in order to be brought back to health. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given is to search for the truth in any criticism, no matter how harshly it comes. That's the best advice I have ever been given as a minister. Because as ministers, we are rebuked daily. The word comes to us first. But our job is to look at it and search for truth in the criticism. Am I dying spiritually? Is what this word said true about me? Where do I need to come up at? Where have I been slacking? Where have I been sleeping? You may be close to spiritual death today, but it's not too late for you. God can bring you back from this. But I want you to know first, this mess that we're in right now is because of the body of Christ. The body of Christ has been disobedient. We have not yielded our members to Christ. We have not done what thus says the Lord. We're not preaching what God tells us to preach. We want to make friends, be relevant, be in the in crowd, in the know. We want the best this and that. And God said it stops today. He said it stopped today. Y'all think we're going through some trials and tribulations from the last pandemic? Remember I told y'all when I preached about the state of emergency? That was before the pandemic happened. I told y'all something was coming upon us that we was not ready for. Then, it seemed like it kind of subsided. But y'all, we in for some trouble. God told me, preach what I tell you to say so that those that were here today will be ready for whatever happened. I don't care about you having the COVID-19 vaccine. Y'all are still getting COVID just like people that don't have it. Please don't be deceived thinking that you won't die. The only thing that makes you safe is being in the will of our God. That's the safest place you'll ever be. God told me to tell you this, and I'm closing. Come on, stand to your feet. He said, you may be close to spiritual death, but it's not too late. God can bring you back from this. He can bring you back to your first love. He said he wants you to wake up, to see the reality of your life. Not your spouse's life, not your children, not your mama, your daddy, your granny. I don't care what nobody else is doing around you. You better get busy worrying about you. 
He said, to see the reality of your life, our life as his church, and God will revitalize what can be revitalized. Make new, in other words. And once those things become strong again, he will resurrect what is dead. Those things, those gifts he placed in you that are dead. He said he'll resurrect them. So don't give up. There's life left in you. Look at your neighbor and tell them, there's life left in you. Whatever you do, wake up. Tell somebody else, whatever you do, wake up. Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking expressively to us. Thank you for your understanding, your wisdom, your knowledge. Thank you, Lord, that even though I battled back and forth, God, that your will was done on today. Thank you for your warning. Thank you for those that will heed your instruction. Thank you, God, for those that have been saved by grace on tonight. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah, for those that are awakened on tonight. Thank you for waking me up. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's giving time. Amen. It's giving time. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to read our, our new creed tonight. We're just going to give. Is that all right? Amen. We're going to give what God has laid on your heart to give. Amen. God bless you to all of you that hung in there tonight on the live. God bless you, Brother Bo. Hallelujah. There is life left in us. Amen. Y'all be praying for me, please, this week. Pray for me. Amen. Pray for me. I'm going to a different place in God. I feel it. I know I can discern it. I've been in it all week. Hi, and thank you so much for joining us today. The Lord has truly been great to HOD. And listen, we are on the move. If you would like to partner with us, because we're still trying to reach our goals and our with the endeavors that we have in place. If you would like to join us, all of our giving information will be at the bottom of the screen. Make sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for our worship experience, along with our Wednesday night's rewind services. God bless you. Stay tuned. HOD is on the move.
This is an in-house production. This is an in-house production. This is an in-house production.